to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We have a topic today, which if we do this right, Julie, we'll mm-hmm. get people, uh, we'll absolutely positively make people uh, pay attention. Because this topic is something that Julie and I have been talking about on and off. We talk about this with our personal clients. We don't really talk about this much publicly because it could be such a potentially controversial topic. And here's what it is. And this has been brewing up, by the way, guys. This isn't just a 12-month thing. This isn't just a maybe a couple-year thing. What I'm about to tell you guys has probably been starting – it's already been in the works for the past 15 years. And this is one of the things that essentially nobody wants to talk about because it's scary as hell to a lot of agents and a lot of brokerages. But the reality of it is this is a real conversation that uh, all of you uh, must be having, any brokers and office managers, and uh, you know, any of you guys who own franchises, anyone who's in a position where you're dependent on real estate commissions to, uh, to pay your bills, you need to be paying attention to the topic today. And the topic of today is going to be something, again, that is going to get a lot of people talking. And I love Gina's title. Is the death knocking? Is death knocking on the door of buyer agency? How to save yourself now? And and I truly believe, and we're gonna we're gonna give you guys our our uh, our case for the idea that buyer agency, as we know it, is going to essentially be the next thing on the technological chopping block. To the extent that those of you who have never learned how to be listing agents, to the extent that those of you who basically have only known working with buyers, only known buying buyer leads, are going to be extinct. You guys are going to go the way of the uh, full-service travel agent. And I'm going to give you, and hopefully you guys will not be too fearful or too skeptic or you know really have your minds closed uh, during what we're about to share with you. Because if you listen to what we're going to tell you, it only makes sense what we're going to say is going to happen. And here's the reason that I've been kind of like keeping this as a topic that I didn't necessarily want to share publicly because I know there could be potentially a lot of you know, hate come our way as a result of saying this. A lot of people questioning us and our motivation and all the rest of it. They said, I don't like wasting time with all that crap. But here's the reason I think that it's relevant now and the reason I'm bringing it to light now is simply for the fact that I think it's going to happen faster. Uh, I think it's what we're going to tell you, the points we're going to give you, are going to start transpiring over the next probably 12 to 24 months at a very rapid clip. And I want all of you, especially our listeners and obviously our premier coaching members, to be completely prepared. So before we get to that, if that's not enough of a buildup, Julie's actually got a fun email to read from our (laughs) private Facebook group. Well, this was actually sent, I think, direct to you from one of our longtime clients and listeners, Brandon Jackson, and he said something that's funny, and it reminded me of actually our podcast series that we just wrapped up because this ties right into one of those points. Uh, he posted something that says, quote, do what you love and money will follow. I ate pizza, drank wine, took a five-hour nap in my underwear, took selfies with my dog. Now I wait. Right, so do what you love: <laughs> eating pizza, you know, hanging out with your dog, taking some we selfies, get it, Joy. and Joy just wait around. Doesn't it remind you of the secret? You know, just think about it hard enough, and totally. everything will come to you. 
So I thought that yeah, was cute. Well, I mean, that's the, these, that's, <laughs> this is the reason he cited me is he knew I'd get a kick out of it. But this is the <laughs> right. kind of, this is the kind of uh, you know, happy hound dog horse shit that basically people have been perpetuating. That's uh, all this mindset, think about it, and it'll all show up at your doorstep type crap that makes my skin crawl, to be honest. And there's so much of it that's out there to follow your passion, seek life balance, what's your big why? I mean, Julie and all I have made stuff. fun of these things, all this stuff. And here's the bottom line, guys. All these thoughts are nice, and they're, they make you feel warm and fuzzy. And, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we did what we loved? Everything else would align itself, and you'd have, and the money will follow. It's just a big lie. It's not true. That isn't actually how it works. Oh, I suppose there might be one person out there, an artist or whatever, that basically was able to hit it out of the park because their art just happens to be in alignment with what people wanted to buy. But you can't really expect that sort of thing to happen for you. And if you do, you're just going to stay forever in that that forever uh, you know, state of waiting, the forever state of thinking, oh, I just didn't come up with my big idea yet, or the clouds didn't align, or I'm not in the right place at the right time, or after I have my big closing, all this procrastinating, all this waiting, all this delaying, all this waiting for your right opportunity, waiting for the, you know, the epiphany, waiting for the aha moment. Those of you guys who have been in that state your entire lives – Wake up. It's never going to happen. That isn't how it actually works. The way you guys actually get ahead and have miraculous lives, the lives of your dreams, is that you tie yourself to the two mental thoughts, and this should become your personal mantra, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Just that very thing. If you never listen to anything else Julie and I say, listen and remember and internalize that one thing. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And I'm going to give you a really, really good example right now. What, Julie, what happens next week on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday? What happens next holiday week? Holiday weekend. What, what day well, to, to me it's expired Palooza, but to the rest of the country it's a holiday weekend. That's right. Expired Palooza, last day of June, first day of July. There's going to be a record number of expireds in most markets. Julie and I are directly coaching some of the best, uh, highest profile agents in the country. They're all telling us the same thing. The upper end market is slowing down. You're going to see a lot of expireds across the board. You're going to see all the listings that were listed in early 2006, or 2017 with the agent that was their neighbor, their friend, their, their buddy from church, their whatever, whatever. In other words, they, they listened with their social connection mostly. They weren't very careful in who they listened with, so they ended up most likely listing with an agent who wasn't willing to tell them that they overpaid, wasn't willing to tell them that they need to lower their price, didn't know how to do it even if they wanted to do it, didn't know how to have hard, difficult conversations with the changing, about uh, the seller with the changing market. All those types of listings are going to be coming available again for you to go after. You do not allow yourself to think that just because it expired, there's something wrong with it. I hear a story almost every single day, someone emailing me, and they say, Tim, I heard you say this on the podcast and it happened to me and this is a for example you guys if you decide to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level some of you guys next week not all of you i'm not delusional i don't there's no way in heck that all of you are actually going to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level just because i said it but for those of you who will here's the experience you're going to have you're going to pick up the phone. If you've never called expires before, you're going to quickly realize using our scripts, it's a hell of a lot easier than you ever thought it was. Next thing, all the all the illusions, all the myths, all the misinformation you had about expires is going to pop like a bubble. You're going to realize that the expires are nice people. 
They're motivated people. They have, there's nothing wrong with the houses. Sometimes, guys, and here's the real light bulb for some of you, there might not even be anything wrong with the price. Just because it's been for sale for a while, what happens is, is it appears as an old listing, and the buyers stop wanting to see it. The agents stop showing it. But you go out and you list it. You'll call that seller. You'll use our script. You'll list the property. You'll put the house back for sale next week, and you're going to sell it the, the same week and have a nice closing at the end of July, if not the first week in uh, August. That's how it works when you do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Now, the secondary thing. Now, there's a lot of you know, pillars to what we try to teach you in the coaching business, no doubt. We're like an old Greek, you know, uh, Roman, um, you know, uh, give me something in Greek and Rome with a lot of pillars, quick. <laughs> the Pantheon. <laughs> the Pantheon. No. There you go. Now, hold on. Does the Pantheon have any pillars? I don't think yeah. so. It's just a big dome. You're talking about the, uh, no. well, anyway, an, an old Roman anyway, structure that hasn't been bashed down over the ages that's solid and you can Lots count on. Lots of pillars. Right. But to the other, the, one of the other main pillars of our coaching company is being of service to other people. Here's how these two thoughts work together. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level means you have to pick up the phone, means you have to do what you don't want to do, means you have to have conversations to make you nervous, which means you're going to have to be, do, be doing direct hand-to-hand combat with your ego in order to basically make it so you get results. The way you cut through it, your secret sauce, your, your, uh, your anti-venom to all the evil, nasty, egotistical thoughts that you have in yourself that are slowing you down, all the things that are causing you to have doubts, oh, the seller is going to be mean to you, what if the seller says this, what if this happens, what if the other thing happens, all those types of thoughts that are preventing you from actually doing the work, here's the thought I want you guys to replace all that shit with, and this will work. I'm here to be of service to other people. Write that down. Listeners, please listen. Write it down. I am here to, I'm here to be of service to other people. Now, here's the thing, and I do not understand why it works this way. I'm not Dr. Phil. I'm just <laughs> – Julie and I are real estate coaches. is what we've done for most of our lives, and we've figured out things along the way. We do not need to know why it works. It does not matter. All I want you to know is, you know, I want you to understand – I don't understand how when I breathe, that oxygen basically works its way through my body. I wasn't very good in biology, and you know what? I don't care. I just know it does, and so what I'm going to tell you is that type of thing, okay? So here it is. When you are focused on being of service to other people, when you're focused on helping the other person, what happens is like magic, all your ego-based fears start to dissipate. They no longer have the same hold on you. So just literally, I want you to put yourself in a place right now. I'm going to send you an email for a for sale by owner or a expired listing, and I want you to call that right away. And you're going to have your initial thoughts will always be fear. What are they going to say? What am I going to do? What's going to happen if this happens? What happens if that? They ask me a question. I don't know the answer. Oh, your mind is going to full, be full of fear and doubt. And that's going to prevent you from actually taking the action. But now here's what I want you to do, right? You guys go through this mental exercise. You'll experience it. You'll experience just a little tiny ounce of what I'm describing, and then you'll get it. Now, I want you to – same situation. You're about to call an expired. You start to feel all those fears and anxiety emotions start to rush in. That's your ego, by the way. Well, Now, what I want you to do is I want you to put that ego in the closet, and here's how you do it. I want you to say to yourself, I'm here to be of service to other people. I'm going to call these other pe- I'm going to call these people because they need my help. My highest and truest intention on this planet is to be of service to other people. When you have that as your most prominent thought, all of a sudden, all those anxiety feelings that go away. Don't know why it works that way, guys, but it does. Try it. 
So those are the two prominent thoughts I want all of you guys to have. All right, a couple other quick reminders, and we got to get to our points. Number one, uh, Premier Coaching members. I don't know how many T-shirts we have left, but we just opened up our T-shirt store. Uh, you guys go to the private Facebook page. There's a link at the top. You can order your uh, normally $30 T-shirt for free. You just have to pay your shipping and handling. The T-shirts uh, is, I think, 30 of our most popular sayings, like the ones that we share with you on this podcast every day. Again, I'm not sure how many are left. There might not be none. Le- there might be none left. Just go to our private Facebook page. And also another quick reminder: tomorrow we have. Um, I'm sorry, we have uh, an, an interview with one of the uh, best Inman reporters from Inman News, and the topic's going to be something also I think will raise a lot of eyebrows. So, Julie, the topic of yes. today's show is death mm-hmm. knocking on the door of buyer agency and how to save yourself now. So let's just jump right in. Let's talk a little bit about the history of buyer agency. Yeah, well, I think the the belief is that this has just been going on forever, and it is a necessary part of how real estate is done. But let's actually look at that. Is the buyer agent system as we know it actually critical? Is it necessary for the industry to thrive? So how are transactions handled around the world? Because, you know, a lot of people just think the way we do it is the way everyone does it. But... There's lots of differences, and in fact, I did spend uh, quite a bit of time making sure that what, you know, we've, we've had a lot of contact all across the world, making sure that all these things are still true. So, for example, how do other countries handle it? Well, other places don't have any buyer agency. It doesn't exist. Kind of shocking. And yet, it's totally normal in those markets. So, can you talk about that a little bit, Tim? We've had clients in the UK and Ireland and, you know, parts of the well, Caribbean and, our, and, and our, Australia. It's different. Go ahead. Well, there are some, like, and there are some markets down in the Caribbean you mentioned that do have buyer agency. They just basically copied the system we have in the United States. But for the most part, most parts of the world, and, and, our, and when Julie and I, we call it our PZ days, and as you guys know, uh, we have a daughter named Zoe. So in our pre-Zoe days, right. <laughs> Julie and I used to actually travel a lot, and we would go to Europe in the summer. And one of the things that we always would do, as I'm sure a lot of you guys do too, is we would go and explore how real estate worked, and we'd look at different real – just you know stuff that would be an interest to a lot of you we did as well. And one of the things that – I remember the first time we went to England, and if you guys haven't been to Europe, I know there's a lot of scary stuff that's on the news, but trust me, it's incredible – um, but one of the first times we went to England, and this was way back, probably 20 years ago, we went and started exploring the different real estate, uh, you know, obviously brokerages, and none of them had buyer agency. There was no, you didn't walk in the door and say, I'm a buyer, I want to buy a house, and then they didn't open up a grand MLS and then start showing other brokers listings. That's the way it worked. The way it worked is kind of like the way it works on a car lot here in the United States, a used car lot or a new car lot. They show you what they have in inventory. They're not going to take you down the road to show you somebody else's car for sale. And so the brokerage business in the rest of the world works basically the same way. You work directly with the listing agent and the listing broker, and you see, and you basically buy one of the things they have for sale or you don't. There is no buyer agency. There is no implied, assumed co-op commission that the seller is paying on behalf of the agent that's doing the listing and the agent that's bringing the buyer. It does not work that way in the rest of the world. Australia, here's very interesting, a very interesting real estate model. They have, and you guys, if you've been in the business for a while, you know this has been tried in the United States and never really took off. But they've been, uh, they do auctions. I mean, that's the main thing. So if you're a seller in Australia, you actually will hire a brokerage, and the brokerage's listing agent will come out, or you know, and they'll basically do a listing presentation. 
And most times the, the listing presentation will all be about the day of the auction. So it's not an auction like we associate, and that's probably the reason why it didn't work here, because in the United States, an auction is to sell a distressed property. I mean, it's a sheriff's sale, courthouse steps, all the rest of it. That's what the word you know, real estate and auctions are associated with. But in Australia, it's not seen that way. So that is the dominant way that real estate's sold there. So throughout the world, guys, the, the real estate industry obviously thrives. People buy and sell, but they do not have buyer's agency. Now, you can have a realtor work with you, but guess what? You're going to be paying that real estate agent. And they're not even called realtors, right? They're just calling estate agents in England and things like that. Realtors are uh, a trade name of the National Association of Realtors. And they do have uh, – there are real estate or realtor. I should have another uh, NAR executive on to kind of walk through this. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I know a lot of you guys don't, but I do. NAR has uh, tentacles. They're starting to go all over the world where they license out the, uh, the, the, the realtor brand and all the rest of it. Now, people might use the word realtor in parts of the world where there is no actual, you know, where they're not members of the National Association of Real, Real Estate, but just because it's kind of become like a name like Kleenex. But here, here nor there. The point is, guys, is throughout the world, there is no buyer agency. That is a U.S. thing. Does that shock you? Does that surprise you? So when the market forces, uh, when the market forces go after commission rates, which is going to happen as soon as there's a market slowdown, that's going to be the first thing that's on the chopping block. Like, Julie, do you remember before the real estate crash in 2000, like leading up to, say, 2007, 2008, in almost every major market, what was the going rate commission? It wasn't 5%. What was it? Do you mean prior to? You're talking about when it was 6 or prior, are you talking prior, about when it got prior, 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 yeah. Commissions were 6%. Yeah. It was very unusual. It was very I unusual had a coaching for client them in uh, Rhode Island, where typical in his market was eight percent. It was amazing. Yeah. Prior so what it. happened was, as a, as a result of the recession, commissions then went to in some markets five percent, in some markets in the upper end stuff it's four percent, and people have not uh, the commissions never came back. Well, in, in our opinion, what's going to happen as, as a result of an inevitable adjustment in the market, and you guys can you know, basically have that, uh, take that for whatever meaning it might have, big or small adjustment, who knows. But whatever happens next, you can assume that commissions are going to be a target, and that means that commission rates are going to fall again. Are they going to fall on the listing side? No. What's going to happen is smart listing agents, guys, they're going to be basically attacking the buyer agent side of the commission. And, and I want you to really consider the ramifications of what that's going to have to your business. So, Julie, let's talk about the why. Why is this going to happen? Let's get into the, the, the nuts and bolts of it. Well, I mean, sellers, even in you know normal conditions, typically press for commission reductions. But when market forces compress, they're going to do it even more. Sellers are going to like this. Of course they are. What seller wouldn't want to, to save commission? They're still going to have representation. You want somebody to represent you on the buyer side, you can pay for it yourself. That's point number one. Point number two is that traditional equal sharing of commissions between the listing agent and the buyer's agent will start to be much more in flux and less, less, much less standardized than it is now. And number three, listing agents will incur the expense, and that won't drop. They'll, they will reduce the buyer's agent's fees eventually down to nothing. Once again, pointing to why you want to be a listing agent, the listing agent's commissions will remain protected. They're clearly on the seller's side, but they'll end up reducing the buyer agent's fees. And we have seen, in some cases, down to nothing. And you know, Tim, one thing that we didn't have in our notes here is that builders do this quite frequently when the market is hot and their inventory is selling. They'll say, you know what, no call-up no call for you. We don't need to. And they have historically been able to do that. We've seen that a lot. So back to you. 
So go to the next point, Julie. I mean, in the past, listing agents have been forced to buyer's agents' commissions. It's always been an assumption because of market forces, right? But there were cases and there was you know, examples all over the country where that, that was challenged. So talk a little bit about that. Well, so uh, when they were coming down, I mean, I, I'm not sure which, which part you're referring to, but I, I remember during the previous boom where it was like, don't even bother taking your buyer to new construction is what was stuck in my mind because, you know, the builder didn't need you. They said no. They even had signs saying no uh, buyer agent side commissions. So that was a prevalent thing that we heard from coaching clients. Um, but I think you have something else in mind. So com- competing office, offices in the past, guys, this is what basically kept the, oh, the buyer you know, you agent commission alive. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I mean, Go competing ahead. offices would basically tell their agents not to show uh, listings with agents that basically had less than 3% buyer agent commission. So there was lots of market forces sure. that were happening behind the scenes that were basically keeping the you know the 6% or the 5% commission uh, structure alive and those are all starting to go away and the less you and the more you you know our industry has allowed the the disintermediation that Brad uh, Inman predicted back in the 90s. It's already it's happening. It's not happening as he predicted, you know, almost 30 years ago, but it's still in place. It's still happening, which means that the real estate industry, brokers and agents, are going to have less and less control because there's going to be more intermediaries that are entering into the equation. Right now, they are basically in the middle between you and your customer. They're then you, they're the ones that are cultivating the lead. They're the ones that are selling you the lead. But what you're going to start seeing is they're going to start interjecting themselves at other points in the transaction to the point where you guys are not going to have the level of control you can if you're on the buyer agency side. So the buyer agency commissions are the ones that are going to be attacked because it's very difficult as a listing agent, really, when the seller asks, well, why is it that I'm, I get why I'm paying your commission, you're doing the marketing, you're doing the websites, you're doing the this, you're doing the other thing, but why am I paying this other guy's commission? Why am I paying the person? This is doesn't this work sort of logically make sense to work against yet yeah, to negotiate against well, me? I mean, that whole agency discussion is a mess, and it always has been because you know. Right. Good luck answering that easily because there is no easy answer. Why are they paying somebody to work against them, right? And Tim, when I was uh, researching some of this, I I looked up some things about you know like we're talking about Australia and they've gone to the auction and now they're even going to online auctions. And so their rationale, they had three major points. One is that fair market value is easily established because they have like a previewing, kind of a a coming soon type scenario where everybody goes and looks at it. Buyers decide on the fair market value of the property, and it's actually very efficient, according to Australian agents, okay, to its pricing discovery during the bidding process. What's more clear? A house is worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. So they believe in that. There's a lot less time spent marketing a home if you go through auctions and things like that. And, of course, the auction is only one way that this thing resolves about buyer agency. But they believe that it's in the best interest of the seller to get it done quickly. It limits the amount of marketing efforts that sellers have to deal with, and it limits the amount of showings that they have to deal with. They don't even have to do that many open houses if they don't want to. And it's considered a fast, convenient, and final sale. So especially the absolute auction sites where it is a done deal, that's it. There's no more negotiating, renegotiating, hashing out, financing, and inspections and all these other problems that, you know, here, I think part of the thing with buyer agency is it's opening that contract back up. And you and I both know how much sellers love that process, right? So there's an argument to get rid of that because sellers want control. But go ahead. 
you're talking primarily about the auction process, but what we're, the point is, guys, if you, and the, the reason that we're sharing this information with you, yeah. right, we're sharing this information with you because all over the world they have worked out other ways to basically sell real estate without buyer agents. So for those of you we're guys who are stuck in the mud that that will never change here, it will. And I promise you it's going to change quicker than you think because if you look at all the different places they can save money, and by they I mean uh, the sellers, can save money on a real estate transaction, the obvious answer answer is going to be on the buyer agent commission side and it's going to happen in ways that you don't th- you don't think they'll happen right now do buyers go to the MLS do they go to you or do they go to uh, you know realtor.com Zillow Trulia do they go to IDEX sites do they go themselves to look at houses and then basically tell you what they want to see you guys know that you're not the ones controlling what they're seeing hasn't happened that way and most of your most of you have never sold real estate where you're the one that ultimately decides what the buyer's going to see most of you just wait for the buyers to tell you what they want to see and maybe you then call the list a little bit to pick out what you think might be a best fit for them but for the most part they're in control the whole time why do they even bother? You know, how many of these agents or how many of these buyers would just prefer to go directly to the listing agent? How many of them basically, if all of a sudden they had to start paying your commission, if all of a sudden the paradigm changed where the commission was no longer just automatically paid by the seller, that you had to justify your commission to these potential buyers, how many of these buyers would still use you? If you had to go and say, okay, Mr. Buyer, you know, just like you have to compete with a listing, you have to justify your commission, you have to explain to the seller why you're the best agent for them, all of that, what if buyer agents had to start doing that? How many of you guys would be in the business? I think the answer is, I mean, self-evident, to be honest, not very many. If you guys had to explain to a buyer why you are worth 3% of the sale price, how many would you do it? How many of you would be successful at that? How many of you would stay in real estate? You guys get the point? So, look, we're going to pick up where we left off today, tomorrow, and we're going to talk more about the nitty-gritty. We're going to talk about specific things that you guys need to be implementing now. We're going to be giving you specific action items that you need to be seriously considering putting in place in your brokerage and your business in anticipation of this happening. I don't know how long it's going to take to happen. I don't know when we're really going to see the full brunt of this, but I promise you, as the market forces start to adjust and there's market changes, and I'm not going to say a housing crash, but in some markets it'll feel like that some markets are going to be you guys get the point you're already seeing it i'm hearing it from all my top coaching clients especially the ones that are selling luxury real estate that market is really slowing down now that's going to work its way down to the lower price ranges and as it it, there's going to be more disintermediation that's going to start entering into the industry zillow is going to figure out more ways to make money that's their prerogative everyone else will do the same thing and you're going to start seeing sellers starting to have options where they no longer have to automatically pay the buyer agent commissions and it's our theory that when that happens it's not going to happen it's not going to be the slow change it's going to be it's going to happen fast someone's going to come to market someone's going to say go direct here's the deal you don't have to pay your buyer agent commission anymore now you guys are saying agency dual agency who represents who we're going to talk about all that tomorrow and i think we're going to hopefully do a convince a a good job of convincing all of you guys that if you want to be in real estate if you want to have a long-term career in this business you cannot do it on the backs of buyers you have to learn how to be a listing agent 
the, the truism that you have to list to last is going to be more true going forward than it ever has been, and it's always been true. So open your mind. If we're scaring you a little bit, good. It's still, there's still time for you to pivot and focus all your best energies every single day on becoming a listing agent. If you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Um, in the meantime, if you've not requested your free coaching call yet, please go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Um, I gave you guys misinformation. We're going to pick up on the show on Friday. Tomorrow we have the interview with Amber from Inman News Features. So that's tomorrow. And then Friday we're going to pick up on this topic. We'll talk with you guys on the show tomorrow. And obviously, if you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.